Dinosaurs Euro back after a night off, episode 14 with Anthony Collex and a absolute massive, massive guest. We have Sunday League Investors. Brian from Sunday League Investors is here to join us. Cut out what up, Anthony's is in. Let's pull him up. Wait to get into this one. Not only do we have some major, major games. How are you, man? What's up, brother? How you doing? Yeah, good. How are we going? Good. Thanks for joining us so late. Nah, it's not that late. It's not that late. It could be later. I mean, just with the time difference, it it, it worked out that way. It's good. Yeah, we are uh, we. We twisted his arm a bit, mate. So I think uh, I think he's doing us a massive favour for coming in at this time. But of course, that's that's all good. That's all good. How you been? Good. Night off yesterday, which was uh, you know well needed. What up, Zach? What up, double coverage in here? Cardell's in as well. Cardell is in here, as always. Um, it was yeah, it was a good night off. We had big games, big games today. Monster games today. Um, I thought my prediction was going out the window in the first in the group stage at one point with with Portugal almost getting knocked out. Um, but thankfully they're in. Germany's in. France is in. Unfortunately, Hungary put up a good fight, but they're out. Um, and yeah, here we are, round of sixteen. We've got a good guest today. It's exciting. See if I can find him. Um, he's not in yet, but you know, like we've been doing this daily, right? Mm. And I just feel like we took a night off, and uh, just I feel like so much has happened. Like we haven't even covered the result of the England game. You know what I mean? Like it's just, just so much happens in, in this Euros. It's just, just been phenomenal. I just, which, I, I absolutely love that. And the results, like, how often do you get two two all draws in a group in, in the yeah. last day? And Hungary being up against Germany, like the storylines that are coming out are just just phenomenal. Yeah, and I'm reading Cardauer to said I had Ronaldo score two goals. I have been saying Ronaldo's going to score a hat trick at every leg, and sure enough, yesterday I put Ronaldo to score a hat trick, paying I think it was like sixty-seven to one. And uh, after the second goal, I'm like, wow, I'm in with a shot here. And, and it didn't pull through because of the way, you know, the, the games were arranged. So, you, you know, there was no point going for that third goal. Um, yeah. So I got, you know, hard done by. But good bet. Ronaldo scored two goals is a great bet. I can't find, um, for whatever reason, I can't find him in here. So we'll, we'll keep pushing on. I don't know if you can invite as well. up, Luke. Yeah. Um, um, if he's in here, I'm not sure if he's in here. Oh, wait, yeah, it doesn't look like Yeah. Um, do you think that, like, I haven't heard enough about him in the predictions for the, the Golden Boot, you know? I haven't, I haven't heard about him at all. Oh, so, to, be, like, to be honest with you. Oh, what up, he's in here. Is that a disrespect or what? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. What up, what up? What up, guys? Brian, how are you, man? How, how are you doing? 
good. So it's Anthony and Anthony. And zero a zero cards, but you never say your name though. That's the thing. I never say my name. I'm like Madonna, man. I, I like to keep it incognito. Okay. okay. All right. I want. I want <laughs> no, my name's Daniel. My name's Daniel. Daniel. Okay, Daniel Anthony. What's good, guys? What up? What up? What up? Thank you for joining. Well, we're getting a lot of people jumping here. Okay. Um, cool. First of all, thanks what, for joining, man. I know it's, I know it's yeah, early, dude. Joining. Oh yeah, I think you guys both said the same thing, but yes, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> That's all good, man. That's all what good. Time How you doing? What time is it over there? So it's 9 a.m. Uh, Florida time, Eastern. And it's really funny because I thought when um, Daniel sent me the, the story of how we're going to go on 11 p.m., I saw A-E-S-T, but I didn't know what the A meant for. So I was like, oh, okay. 11 p.m., that's not a big deal. And thankfully, I messaged James saying, hey, man, I'll be there tomorrow night. And he's like, oh, are you talking about um, we can move the time? And I'm just like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, no, it's like it's morning for you. I'm like, oh, A-E-S-T meant 9 a.m. So I'm glad I uh, asked about that. Well, lucky you're up. I mean, yeah, it's, it worked out well. It worked out. We can have a, a few episodes of these. I think uh, we've had Cardauer on. He's been a, a second-time guest now as well. He's in oh, wow. here. Um, I don't know if Tom wants to get back in here, but. It's good. It's good that you, good that you're here. We can hear your predictions. Hear your thoughts on the Euro. Oh, we're doing predictions. Okay. Of course. Of All course. right. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's been crazy, guys. What do you guys? Uh, I've been very impressed with Italy. Like, I love how Italy plays. I'm not here to gas, you know, Daniel up, but like, I I think Italy has been fun to watch at least. Yeah. Uh, it's been it's been very interesting. Like, obviously, I'm a I'm a big. Set our fan, and, and that's yeah. that's actually something that, that I really liked about you because I feel like you were one of the first American kind of like YouTubers and, and uh, Instagrammers that was posting those timelines, and I really, really like the way that you've done that. It's, kind of, it's, it's really provided a link between um, American investors who are used to, I guess, NBA cards and then providing a bit of education about stickers and kind of a historical timeline of a lot of the goats as well. So I really, really like that. And and when I saw um, you putting up Vlaovic as well and a few of these under-the-radar guys that, that I've been really clamoring for. <laughs> under um, the radar. Yeah, Vlaovic is under the radar. Yeah. You know, I'll be yeah. honest, Daniel. Um, we try to do our best with Syria, but we'll, I'll be the first one to admit it, man. Syria is not my strong point. I don't really watch it as much. So when I remember when Panini Mosaic came out with Syria, and I was like, it kind of just exposed me. I'm like, man, I don't – because I was trying to put together, like, a list of players to watch and everything on that set. And I remember looking at these players. I'm like, wow, I have no idea what's been going on in Syria. Like, I know, I know obviously, the top teams, you know, um, but – the, you know the lower tier teams i have no idea so I, it was just interesting but yeah we try to do our best uh, it's great work and i think what we find obviously senna's not getting a lot of attention and that's why i made those little cards right because you know yeah. i've got bad respect for these players and and i guess it gets a lot of respect in the hobby when you, you see a player that's doing really well and then gets that transfer to a, a big apl side or, or a la liga side i feel like that's the only time you get a really uplift in those cards um but what we've seen in the euros as well we've seen like some undercover players like Damsgaard for Sampdoria and um even Piontek used to play in the center as well so some uh yeah so some some really good some really good uh, under the radar hits that you've been providing but Italy um tell me what you like about Italy 
because I like hearing people talk about it. Everything, everything <laughs> opposite of what Portugal and France and England are doing. <laughs> you know, like, I just love how progressive you guys are playing. Like, it's just not the Italian style, you would say, for tournament. Like, I think a lot of times, a lot of, a lot of Americans are starting to watch this Euro tournament, and they're realizing how the international football or international soccer is much different tactically when it comes to club. You know, it's a lot more... Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more conservative usually, right? Because you are, you have a whole entire nation watching under you and there's a lot of, um, at stake, like England, you see England, they have one of the most gifted, talented squads, but they're not playing progressive, right? They're playing, they're sitting back low block sometimes, you know, against smaller teams. I'm just like, uh, here we go, here we go. But Italy, man, they're going straight down your throat. I mean, they're putting, oh my God, Insigne, listen, Mobley, it, Listen, I know he's good. It's just like, if he could just be that player, you know, I feel like mm. even three, I know you guys are winning three nil. Um, I feel like y'all could really put a lot more goals in, uh, in the bag, man. It just, it's just exciting. And then um, I love Belgium too, but Italy has been the most fun. And the fact that they get to play against Austria, like, oh my God, this is going to be exciting for me. Yeah, what do you think? Big game. Like we touched on it now, like the, the Italy-Austria game. And you mentioned Belgium, two teams that got, you know, Austria, you can't sleep on Austria. Austria quite quietly good. And then Belgium now drew Portugal, which is arguably the game of the round of 16. That's a monster game. I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. Uh, I wish they could have been on the right side. <laughs> um, yeah. For investment purposes, you know, when we're talking about hobby-wise, that was not the most ideal thing to see in a yeah, I remember watching that Portugal uh, game against um, France yesterday. It was just like no one was going to go for the the dagger, but it's all good. You know, at least they got through. It was it was interesting at the when there was when it became two all, and then like towards yeah. 80th minute, um, <laughs> they both realized like there's nothing to play for here. If we attack, we run the risk of conceding. One of the risks of someone getting knocked out, and then they just said. Pass it around the back. Even Ronaldo. It's very rare Ronaldo becomes complacent and he's just sitting there like, we're good. We're lucky to be in this position. And you know what? I fancy their chances against Belgium. I think yeah. that it's, you know, you'd rather face them than, than Italy in the first round. You'd rather, in the round of 16, you'd rather face them than a lot of the other teams. Belgium is, they're good. But defensively, they got some uh, quietly some issues. They're and, sus. They're, they're a little sus yeah, right now. A little like, sus. They, That's a good way of wording it. Yeah. It, oh man. I think Vincent's trying not to uh, jinx Belgium. That's I think that's what's going on. But uh, Vincent is the most. He's he's so he downplays everything about. Yeah, he Belgium. does. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, he still calls probably Chelsea sucks, but they just won Champions League. But all right. Uh, just kidding. I love you, Vincent. But no, I. Belgium, it's, they, they seem to be a team that, like, scores, like, on transition moments. You know, they're really good in the transition. But, like, I'm, I'm not, like, tactically, like, oh, I'm all about soccer. But, like, just when they're out in the break, it's pretty nice. But then when there's a team like Portugal that's, like, tactically conservative, it's just like, all right, how are you going to break that down, right? I know Kevin De Bruyne could break them down. But, like, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to, to watch. Yeah, you need, you need Lukaku to play at the highest level for that game. He needs to hit everything. And um, Hazard played well. He played surprisingly Yeah, well. yeah. He, it, was, it was sneaky. And we see Tom in, Tom's in here already talking about it's coming home. We'll get to England. Don't worry about that. We'll, we'll get, get to England. <laughs> but, yeah, Hazard played considerably well. Um, he had a few chances. He, he really deserved the goal. 
at least one or two. And he's going to need to turn up against Portugal. It, that is such a good game. That is such yeah. a good game. Yeah, I'm curious to see how Belgium comes out. You know, are they going to kind of like mimic Port Portugal and France, you know, 2.0 again? Because, um, yeah, I, I just love I, I just love just club football where they're just pressing high up the pitch, mm. right, trying to force those turnovers um, and just hit them in a quick, quick transition. But, you know, it's just, it's just tough to watch with France and Portugal because they have the most gifted squads. Yes. You know, so. They do. And what what's interesting if those if that game Belgium Portugal goes penalties, you've got some of the best penalty takers on both teams. That's true. Ah, it's got, it, it's got penalties written written all over it, and I think we'll see a few of these games go to penalties for sure. I think they'll play very conservative, and and I think it'll be like a draw, maybe one all, go to penalties, and and I think Portugal gets a job a job done on penalties any day of the week. Really? Okay. All right. We'll it's very we'll disappointing see. that uh, the way those brackets turned out, you know, you ah, the ones over there, yeah. which looks so much superior in terms of talent than the others. And and we'll talk. We might as well touch on England. I have a genuine feeling if they can get past Germany, which I'm not entirely convinced that they can, but wow, if they okay. do, I feel like they'll get into the final. That, that's just the way that I feel will pan out. What are your thoughts? I really do think the way England's doing it. I mean, it's tough to watch sometimes, but, like, they're getting it done, you know? They're not conceding. Um, that, that's really good to see. And then also Germany, man, like, <laughs> you just never know what you're going to get that day. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. You Germany never know what you're gonna get so, that you know, like, hit and miss. They, they played amazing, you know, pressing against Portugal. And then yesterday, I don't know if the moment got too big for them, but, like, they almost blew the whole thing. I didn't get to watch too much of it. Um, I, I switched back and forth a little bit, so I didn't get to watch. But, yeah, when I heard Hungary was up 1-0, I was like, what? Yeah. This is really gonna about to happen, but it obviously didn't. So. Yeah, it's, been, it's been interesting, especially the lineups. Anthony and I talk about the lineups all yeah. the time, and so we didn't get to speak about this. But when we saw Saka in, in the lineup, you know, it's, it, in lieu of, like, Sancho or something like that that everyone's been clamoring for, yeah. But he ended up with man of the match, man. So, like, you can't really argue with, with that type of selection. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, we made a meme about it, and some people got upset because uh, they thought <laughs> we were making fun of the portfolio. But then people forgot that we own a lot of Sancho as well. But, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it, it was interesting. You know, I just want to see Phil Foden back in, in the lineup. But, uh, you know, there's, like, things that I want to have for the, for the hobby, right? And there's things that, you know, in the overall grand scheme of football, is a little different, right? Sometimes. Touch on that. What What's like a dream scenario from this year? Like, give me your like goal scorer in the final, two teams in the final for your investment. For my investment, um, I would definitely say it's such a simple answer. I and mean, Kevin Bruyne taking it home would be massive for me. <laughs> really massive. I would love to see that, um, or I would love to see like Phil Foden put the game on his head but you just don't see that with international football tournaments but you don't know knockout rounds it's just literally now people are going to watch uh, a little bit more in depth it's a lot more exciting it literally just takes one goal you can literally have the worst game ever yeah. and then you have to score that wonderful goal and then everybody's going to be bowing down you know so that's and then obviously if Christian Ronaldo could have like that tournament tournament I, I know he's scoring but the way he's scoring I wish it was like a little bit more magnificent but then we have to remember we he's kind of up there in age so Tom's going, 
Tom's going crazy in the comments. Sancho over Mount, Sancho over Kane, same as... <laughs> Sancho over... I'll draw the line at Grealish. I, for me, um, ideally I'd want France versus England in terms... Of, I think France versus England final. Um, and I believe they can they can face each other the way the, the groups have lined up. Let me double check that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they can. All right, France versus England. Yeah, well, that's gonna be a boring. Uh, I think they're on separate brackets. I think separate brackets, so they can't face each other in the final. I think in the that's, final, yeah. that is gonna be the dream see. final. Um, and as someone that's like invested pretty heavily in Mbappe, I think Mbappe scoring in that final would just do wonders for the hobby. And in yeah. saying that. Also, like if, if Foden and, and plays like Grealish, Grealish is getting a lot of love right now. The kabooms have gone crazy. Um, if Grealish can do something in, in a big game, like against Germany is a perfect opportunity, it, it would be good. Like you got like people like Tom, who just the most fanatic, it's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming home. And that will transcend through to the hobby, I think, if England do really well. I mean, that would so help. We, we obviously mentioned about um, transitioning through the hobby, and, and we've talked about this uh, a few times about how um, soccer cards have had this massive run up over the last, let's say, twelve months or so, and this is the first major tournament. So it's you know we're kind of living live the reaction that that has on cards. And what have you seen, and, and what kind of effects do you think it's had had so far? So it's been interesting, right? I think. What happens is when everybody thinks the same thing, it doesn't usually happen, right? When we're all in anticipation, like, okay, well, when Euro happens, then everybody's going to be buying these cards. Well, that's not happening, right? Like, we're not we're, – that we're seeing reactions, but we're not seeing, like, the confidence, I would say, like, in a market because you're starting to see, you know, people pick up Pogba. You're starting to see people pick up um, different players, but they're, like, PSA 9s for, like, a little bit more cheaper cheaper prices you're not seeing people going crazy buying like a psa 10 l 50 uh gold or something like that and i think people are paying attention that's one thing i would say um but i wouldn't say like it's like becoming it's not like what everybody's thinking which is the problem right everyone's thinking this is going to happen so prices were technically kind of like built in yeah baked in going to the euros right, right? but that's like yeah. that's just kind of like my thoughts right like i'm not i don't know exactly what's going on but I do know people are paying attention, which is really the most important part, right? Like, because a lot of times we kind of want to look at short term, but like the fact that people are paying attention, you don't know what these knockouts, because like this is Champions League. I mean, no one really watched group stages in Champions League. And then when all of a sudden when knockouts started happening, that's when it just went crazy. Now, do I think yeah. it's going to happen for Euros? I'm not sure. It's an interesting take. And how much do you think, um, Increased amount of, you know, PSA, you know, slabs coming on the market. Do you think that that's had any influence on any short-term dip and in the lead-up? Because uh, I remember, you know, October, November last year was all about get your cards to PSA so you can yeah. get them back in time for the Euros so you yeah. can get that run up. Yeah. Do you feel like there's just been a massive supply and, and too many people doing that, like you said? Yeah, basically, it's everybody thinking the same thing. <laughs> like, I thought yeah. the same thing, too, right? Like, get your cards in. Like, I would tell people, get your cards in. But the thing is, we never, we didn't know that PSA was going to be that backed up, right? That's the problem. Like, if I knew PSA was going to be that backed up, then yeah. 
you probably should reconsider, right? Maybe selling raw, but we just had no idea. Like a lot of times people think we have inside information. We don't know most of the time either. When, when you guys give us the news about PSA shutting down or uh, group submitters doing this, that, like, I don't know until like it actually happens. And that's pretty much what I think kind of happened. And also it's, I will say it, people are kind of spreading, not everybody, but people are spreading that, right? That, that's the information that we're feeding to everyone. So everyone's thinking the same thing. Uh, yeah. Again, so that's how how I see it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I reckon even still though, as PSA opens back up, I think people are gonna. I've been saying this for a while. As people submit more cards and you've got more things to look forward to, um, more things to look forward to coming back. <laughs> England against Australia. Look at this. Um, but yeah, like if you've got something to look forward to in the future, like say three months down the track, whenever the cards return you're going to be invested in the hobby regardless. Then you're going to be on eBay and checking the prices of what you could get. And that keeps you in. Now we've had this period of like, no one can submit. Well, unless you're submitting at the highest bracket. So then you're not looking as actively as you were before. That's just my like little take on the whole thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting, right? Like I, I, I see why people are kind of worried about it, but I'm to also say like they're they're also the same people that are saying like well, let's look out for 2026, right? I think this should be yeah. a lesson right now that people are in the hobby that hey, if everyone's aiming for 2026, just remember it's not going to actually happen at 2026. So you got this before, pick, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either before and after. It's not at the time. So this is something like long term that people should put in their mind because. Um, and then another thing I'm starting to look at when I go to these card shows. Like, a lot of people want to get into soccer cards, football cards. However, they don't know much about soccer or football. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm an expert by any means, but, like, you got to know some, some things, right? You can't just, just look at the, the, the hot names, right? Because if you just went through the hot names, you're going to get killed, right? Cause That's what we're these... seeing right now with, with Sancho yeah. and Felix. Like, you know, oh, like, man, Jao Felix. Oh, my God. Jao Felix. What, and that is something hasn't else. Played a minute. Hasn't even played a minute. Not that one is. minute. And, and, and that hurts. And, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of these people come in and they know one or two players because you know they hear one or two players and then, like you said, they get burnt, and then that's what hurts the hobby more than helps it. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I think what happens is we forget that international tournaments are just a different animal, right? Like this is a lot of times people's first international tournaments. Their you know managers aren't going to like depend on Chiesa, right? Even though I thought Chiesa was going to be the guy that's going to break out, but it's okay. Um, but, you know, things like that. Like, it's, it's, it's a different animal. It is. It really is. I can chat all day about Rebecca Chiesa, so um, we'll, we'll kind of leave that for another night. <laughs> but are you are you seeing, you know, obviously we've got Haaland and him not being in this tournament, and obviously a lot of American investors seem to be picking up one or two players. Are you seeing that? this tournament has allowed them to look at other players as well and, and really pick up other cards where it would be like a Patrick Schick who no one even knew about before but scores from pretty much halfway and then all of a sudden his cards run up. Are you seeing that a fair bit? Like people are asking you different questions about other players coming up and not just focused on uh, Mbappe, you know, Messi, Ronaldo, those types? I'm actually seeing people pick them up, but like like I said, they're not having the full confidence as before yeah. where they'll like go for the top card per se like a psa 10 you know auto for whatever amount but, you know they're like okay let's keep our eyes out on him let's buy like 
four or five of his cards like raw just to have yeah. on hand. That's why I'm saying. just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I think it it it's one thing to like have a good game like, like Patrick Schick, and we've spoken about this. Um, someone bought a, a whole bunch of Czech Republic cards that I had on eBay from you know September. Oh really? And, yeah, and. It's one thing for them to buy that, but it's another thing to spend you know, the next bracket, which is like the three hundred, five hundred, thousand dollar mark on a graded PSA ten, and then that's a whole different story. Eventually, they become that. It's the cyclical nature of it. You grade the card, then it goes up, and then you buy it, type of thing. But have you seen? While we're on this topic, have you seen the PWCC um, auction that's ending? In uh, I'm sure you have. One day, fourteen hours. Yeah, it's gonna be a. It might be a bloodbath, boys. So oh, get think... get buckle up. If you have cash on hand, you should be buying some of those rare cards. But like, if That's you what don't, I'm saying. um, like I made one of the biggest not mistake, but like it was just like risky what I did when I went to Dallas. Like I cashed out, right, decent amount of money, but I right away knew like want to put the money right back into um, uh, cards, and that's really risky, you know, like. Do I recommend for anybody to do that? No, not really, because we all knew the market was kind of like, look, you know, the confidence of the market was kind of, ah. uh, but man, if I have, if you, if you're liquid, that's, it's some great opportunities, but like, it's a lot of cards out there. And I think a lot of people anticipated the year, right? Everybody's anticipated the same thing. You don't want to be doing the same thing, right? Yeah. And that's what I was going to say, like on that, throughout that, I've been saying, I said this uh, an hour ago, we did a podcast with uh, Crunch Time, Double Coverage, and we, I was saying this might be the biggest auction in, in soccer, football, so far. In terms of, like, number of cards, sure, Golden has, like, the big boy cards, but this is volume of cards. There's probably, like, 30, 40 PSA 10 Mbappes at one time. The rarity of cards, there's a lot of, like, PSA 6 Ronaldo R9 PC yeah. five Maradona and they they interest me. That's yeah. where it can get interesting because they don't what's pop that, out um, at all. What's the Ronaldo going for at the moment? What's it at? Cheap, like three hundred something on bid. Yeah, and obviously no, sorry, the that, way it, that, that uh, on card oh, auto patch forty forty thousand just crossed yeah. forty thousand. Right. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, you know, you never know what happens after these things because. You, you know, when Christian Ronaldo's uh, Mega Cracks PSA 10 ended at a hundred whatever thousand dollars, that kind of was a catalyst for a lot of different things for the market. People started, you know, it ended up being like very dumb money, I would say. I, I don't want to put anybody down, but just, you know, you can't just be buying everything. But I'm nervous. I, I'm a little nervous because like, there's two of the cards too. I bought for Dallas Card Show. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want people using these comps on me, against me. Uh, like the 2006 Panini Candy, David Beckham one, PSA 10, I'm like, all right. Like, who, who's the one that sent that in? Like, I want to know who sent that in. There's only 21 of these. Who's that guy? That who's the in? guy? You know, I want to speak to him. But no, but it's, it's going to be interesting. And they all end the same time. That's <laughs> the craziest shit to yeah, me. I, I, that's, that's I don't get, like I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with it. Um, but you boys. As a seller, it doesn't good. make sense. Yeah, but it, I mean, they're so big, PWCC, that it kind of, they, I guess they don't care. Not they don't care, but it makes sense that every all eyes are on that when it ends. Every all the attention is on that auction, and everyone's scrambling to bid. Adds a bit of like momentum to it. You get like a bit of anxiety trying to bid on everything at one time. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it could be obviously an opportunity for somebody to pick up some cards a little bit lower than what you would have otherwise expected because people's attention are elsewhere. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of steals, and I think that some cards are just going to be ridiculous. But that's usually how auctions go: some steals, some crazy prices. You boys do a great coverage of the the post market, the the post auction recap. So interesting to see. Very interesting to see. I see a little bit of back and forth in the chat about um, about Messi being just the top six player from double coverage, and you know. Um, but what I do want to know um, from you, Brian, is you know what are you investing in? Is it during this period of um, if we kind of say volatility in the market, uh, are you kind of are you just focusing on the goats? Are you focusing on something that's completely different, like speakers, um, a bit of everything? What's your what are you doing at the moment? Yeah, um, since there's only 27 people here, which they're going to, I hope, like, I want to give them some value, too. I, yeah, go I've, been, I've been, okay, so personally, so like I said, what I did at Dallas was not really something I would recommend. I was just like, you know what, F it, let's just get in. Like, you know, if I really believe, let's go into these cards, all right? Um, so I'm, I'm stuck with not as liquid as I like to be, right? Because I only spend with within, like, the budget that we built up, right? Uh, we don't actually add or anything like that. Um, but what, what I've been doing is buying things I kind of just really enjoy, right? Like things that you can't really find, uh, things you can't comp as well. I think one thing is like if you're trying to buy cards and you're trying to, AK flip them, buy things that are hard to comp, right? So, you know, when you go to a card show or you try to make a deal on Instagram, you, you're more, you should be more inclined to make that deal on Instagram than eBay. You don't want people using that comp against you, right? And that's, that's how I... I approach it, and I've been just buying basically goats, you know, like, well, I did buy Kevin De Bruyne, uh patch, <laughs> but, but, you know. Uh, if may well be that. Yeah, me, I mean, let's Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Next week, my change, right. Um, but, yeah, so I've been buying mainly goats, but, like, things that are just hard to cop, essentially, right? I like that. Yeah, sure. I like that whole, the hard to comp, um, notion like it, it, it's interesting we had a card show maybe last month in, in sydney and and that's a it's a big point if you can't comp something how are you going to tell me the price of my card and then it becomes like a back and forth of what do you value it at what do i value it at you can't find a comp and and then it becomes yeah it's a stalemate like if they want to pay the price they want to pay the price it's a good 100%. point it's not 100%. talked about enough it's a very good point I don't think a lot of people want to talk about it, right? But we only have 26 people in here, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of deep into the IG, you know, so. Yeah. But, yeah. but, yeah, I think I think that's one way I like to approach it. But I, am I spending heavily? I want to. <laughs> that, that, that's my answer. So, but right now, um, unless I sell some stuff, it's not going to happen unless I'm trading, so. Mm. So, since there are 25 people in this chat, we might as well say if you if you were able to, what would you go for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Just go through the go through the PWC auctions, boys. I mean, there's gonna be some PSA ten, some high graded cards of legends. Get those, you know, like other closest to rookies or significant cards. You know, that I, that's what I would say. I don't want to give like just one one specific player because like they're all they're all there. So, so you've got national coming up. Are you going? Are you going yeah. to that? Yeah. Are you gonna We're... look to trade? What What's the like? Going into that, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's funny you ask. I'm, I'm starting to plan out, you know, how do I get ready for the Nationals? How do I um, 
prepare for a Nationals because there's I'm assuming there's gonna be cards that I will never get to see in a typical show. So I my plan is to sell a decent amount of cards so I can have some cash ready and trade some big cards. Um, and then also, you know, we'll see. I, I would love to make a big sale there as well. Just certain cards yeah. I would love to just cash out from. But yeah, I I am looking to trade up even higher if possible. So makes for good content. Whenever you yeah, 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 a, yeah. A, a big sale is is good content. You get a big crowd around you at the national. It's it's always good. I don't want that happen, but uh, you know I don't want that many people knowing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the bad honest, Yeah, I don't know how people are cool with that, but you know, I, I live a very I'm a very immigrant, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Now I, I, it's a bit of envy. Like I wish we've spoken about this as well. Like we want a card show like of that magnitude. Um, and you also if set things, it up. Yeah, well, the one in Sydney was good. It's kind of restricted us a little bit. Yeah. Mm. We were supposed to have one this weekend in uh, Melbourne, and that's cancelled. Like, Sydney got blown up with COVID cases, so we're done. Like, we're locked up here. Um, but, you know, maybe next year. Hopefully, like, God willing, everything works out well next year. We can work something out national, and, and that would be good. That would be very good if we can travel and um, – enjoy the shows there even dallas show looks amazing as well yeah it's a it's a another level from what i'm used to in in tampa uh i yeah. see troy though troy's like saying do a big trade for content 100k gotta do it for the views yeah, yeah i'll do it I'll, lo- I'll lose the trade anyways and uh but i'll do it for the content <laughs> Boss, uh, how's the card market out in australia is pretty lucrative um i don't know you'd probably be a better place to, to answer that question you know what it was, it was, I had a stall at the show and majority of the things I sold were singles. Um, it was like just a stack of singles like this. Um, I put stickers on each of them to like tell me if that's like under $50, under $100 and then just price it up on the day. And um, we were very popular because we were one of the only people that had soccer cards. So that, that worked well. In terms of high-end stuff, I wouldn't say it's lucrative. I wouldn't say there's like there wasn't a lot of big sales. I think the biggest sale was like a Hamilton, which was maybe like four hundred dollars. Um, but on the day, a lot of people came up and because they, had, they saw I had soccer, they would like open their bag and show me a cheeky flex, um, couple of messy, <laughs> couple of messy rookies, which like impressive, especially down here. That would have meant you had to get them graded. Obviously, fly them over ship them back. That's a whole risky business like there in itself. Like me, I'm holding on to my cracked ice messy. I want to fly that over myself, get it graded, walk through and then go back home. I, don't, I refuse to send the Australia post. No way. No way. Um, how, many, how many tables were there? You don't want me asking. So I think bottom floor was about 20. I'd say about 60 all up, 60 tables, which, you know, not bad. Um, we have a big retailer here, Cherry. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. I'm sure you are. Yeah, Cherry's Cherry Collectibles. Well yeah. yeah. So we were right next to them, and that helped Oh, that's us a nice with, spot. Oh, my God. It, that helped us crazy because they had all NBA stuff, and I had the, the soccer one, and that worked, like, beautifully. Um, but, yeah, it, look, not lucrative, but it's growing. We were the, we were the number one growing uh, eBay I guess sellers and buyers last year. So that's something. 
I'm curious about that. Are, so are, do you see an uptick um, in Australia? Yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. Um, you feel it? Okay. Yeah, w without question. Um, the amount of people getting interested in, in cards has gone up even during like this. I've seen more people get into it during this like downswing than six months ago. That's time to um, Yeah, of course. And that's why I keep saying it. Like if you want to buy cards, buy them on the cheap. Learn it without making those expensive mistakes that I'm sure all three of us have. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like, and the best way to learn is from content and, and all that. But in Australia, like, the boys here, um, and shout Double Coverage, they're huge in terms of, like, Australian podcasts. They give all the content. They've helped me and Azura on, on our platforms and everything like that. But it's growing a lot. It's growing every day. I, I Friends from school will message me about soccer. Uh, about soccer cards really you know, yeah it, it's it's surprising it's it's very surprising it's good ultimate team has something to do with it i i, I feel like if you played ultimate team as a, as you know kid and teenager it becomes very second nature uh you know what i've heard i actually heard an interesting play i can't remember who it was but it was like you know how they bring up a lot of the goats in in ultimate team yeah um, but there's only a certain amount there was like this this guy who was going after just the goats who were in ultimate team because they just thought they're like obviously these players aren't playing every week so they're not coming yeah. to our attention but which ones are going to be the first goats that people look back at and try to get cards for and it was like you know i think ronaldo um you know brazilian ronaldo was one of them and yeah. a few others do you, you think that you. maybe if you focus yeah. on that eusebio is a, a big one eusebio is the best player you can get in fifa and in terms of icons and in the hobby he actually gets quite a bit of love like if you compare him to an icon you know throw out a name throw out any name but eusebio is is there in that you know bracket below zidane and r9 and stuff like that um it it can get crazy like i think that's a really good play baggio is in this auction and his card's already at six thousand usd yeah um, that's a that's a Beautiful sticker, man. Oh, yeah, man. I did. I did look at my account when the, I the when mullet. I was looking at that. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> We're spending this three ways or what, boys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'll be in if it's three ways. The budget is good, and the Zidane as well. Zidane's another big one. But yeah, I agree. Icons are. How can you go wrong if you have rookies of icons? First of all, they're from so long ago that like to get them in such good condition, the rarity of them. Like it's it's crazy when you think about how many people watch the beautiful game, how many people play ultimate team. If you just keep adding the layers, and then all it takes is one or two people that have crazy money. I'm talking well, collectors, like, right? Like if, you, yeah. if you're dealing with like you're you're basically just saying buy things that people collect. You know, like that's exactly. collecting right there, man. Like you say, yeah. it has a cult following. That's and I, I said this and I'll say it again. Like there was a. 2006 uh, Totti, just the, the hollow foil BGS 95, and it was up for like 200 bucks. And I keep saying it if there's some wealthy Italian on a boat, billions of dollars, and he's got this new studio that he's setting up, what's to like, why wouldn't he buy the only PSA 10 or BGS 95 that's available to him of the player that you know was featured in the winning World Cup, the last winning World Cup for Italy? Like, it. These things just make common sense. And then when you think like that, you can't go wrong investing.
I like it. Everyone's talking about Budgel in the chat, so I just I, I like to bring this one out, one out whenever uh, Budgel comes about. It's, that's his like his rookie World Cup sticker. Um, okay. PSA nine, but I kind of why I brought that out, and, and obviously we're talking about older players. Is is obviously they don't have a rookie card, and then it would be the sticker would be their their true rookie. Are you seeing um, a lot of American collectors who obviously? you know, don't really know a lot about stickers. Are you seeing them gravitate to, to stickers and kind of, you know, with the Harlan one coming into prominence, are you seeing um, them showing a little bit more respect to the sticker market? 100%. 100%. You know, I think the people that are ignorant about it got got exposed, right? Like, you're, you're talking yeah. about stickers, man. Like, that's a culture. <laughs> that's, a, that's a culture thing. Like, you can't take the culture out, right? That's not something just one random, random person said, hey, you should be collecting. That's a culture thing. Um, and another thing is, like, one of the best statements I've ever heard was, like, someone called, like, I was doing um, an interview with Soccer Town Cards, Pierre, really great collector, really great guy. Legend. 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 Um, yeah. And I remember he said one of the most unique things. He said stickers in general are high end. And, when, and I was just like, what? You get stickers anywhere. And when you think about it, though, PSA 10 stickers are technically high end because you could, I mean, it's so hard to find a sticker that is, in a PSA 10 condition. Um, literally any Nick will put it down to an eight or seven easy. Um, so really stickers are both, best of both worlds, right? It's high end and low end. Yeah, sure. That, that makes complete sense. Cause I get, like we were talking with Trike yesterday, um, uh, sorry, the other day about pop counts, like everything coming back to the pop. And just like you said, you know, with soccer cards, there's just not a lot out there. And when you put stickers on top and how um, probably poorly manufactured a lot of them were to get a 10, like you said, is, is massive. And you get a 10 of like a Ballon d'Or winner. Um, it's a, you know, it's a pretty, pretty big card that, or sticker that you're holding, unless you ask golden cards of stickers, stickers of cards and yeah. kind of go with that yeah. argument. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think pop counts a lot. And, and Ant obviously is a big advocate for that as well. Yeah, pop, pop is king. It's just like that. At the end of the day, that's what matters most. It, it's if you got a one of one, that's a one of one. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, people love rarity. You know. Yeah, people love rarity. love love what, things what, that you can't have, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. I was gonna ask, like, with the Euro going, on, we'll bring it back to the Euro. With the Euro going on, how have you been watching it? What's the what's it like in America? Um, like you, with mates, is it like a cultural thing? Like, what's the go over there? I, it feels like it's been the same kind of like you have your soccer guys that love soccer and then but I will say everywhere you go the Euros is on at the bar at sport mm, you know, okay. at, at the American restaurants and everything like that which is kind of unique I just didn't think that was I remember walking into a uh, this fusion restaurant and um just a bunch of military guys this is a near military base just watching football man it was just like wow. okay. kind of cool and like you know I, I don't know if they play I don't know they're they're to me, but I just never seen that, you know. Yeah, um, interesting. So, I, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's like crazy. Everybody's talking about it, but it's everywhere though, because it's on ESPN, ESPN two, sometimes That's ABC, which ask. is a big is deal. First time on ESPN, is that right? I'm not sure. I, I'm not entirely but sure. Even even still, if if it's on ESPN, like that's. That's big. Like even for us, we don't we don't have it on uh, on cable. We have to have it on, you know, Optus, which is our like a, a telephone provider, and you have to have the app. And everyone knows a guy that knows a guy that has the app, and that's how yeah, we all watch it. it together. <laughs> yeah, share it around. 
but that's big. ESPN is the, that's basically king over there. So they're making big moves, though. They're making big moves. I think they bought the rights for Syria too. Oh, they have Syria, and they bought the rights for La, La Liga as well. Big. I see they not going to lie. American chants are the worst. Um, so you know, just, you know, since that was kind of brought up, do you feel like uh, Americans going into Pulisic and players like that, and, and there might have been a bit of a, a you know, we, we saw it on Car Talk Pod that they were talking about how um, it was sold the dream that Pulisic was the the next coming of Jesus. Did you? necessarily see that on your end or do you have a different take <laughs> you know i don't think we yeah i, I remember <laughs> who was saying we, we got sold it they, they, he got sold something else um i think we all kind of <laughs> knew like pulser was never going to be like the bet balador winner right <laughs> we all knew that right <laughs> it's like the uh the the new tiktok you're not that guy buddy you're not that guy yeah yeah it's like that. All, yeah it's like we we all knew that but we but yeah. the thing is if you're talking about hype you're talking about the hobby it's a different yeah. story Collectability is a different story, you know. So yeah, it's it's yeah. You I have to look at the market, right? Even like us Aussies, we got to admit as well, like we don't have that guy. And if we did, we would hype him up just as much as they hype Pulisic. So I get it. Like, yeah, I, I, I do. I understand, but from a card perspective, I feel like there's a lot of Americans that are just starting to get into it, and I feel like there was also a lot of people who knew a lot about cards who were selling the dream and, and selling their, their cards to a value that they probably shouldn't have, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah, I can see I can see that, yeah. But I, I guess from our perspective, I'm just like, you know, if I were going to tell you to get full decision, I just think from a collectability standpoint, that's why you would buy him, not because he's going to be the top player, right? Like, that's always been very, very, like, straightforward. You know what I mean? Because there's a ton of guys that are a lot better than full right? True, true. <laughs> I mean, Ours is Tim K. Tim Cahill. Tim Cahill's the guy. <laughs> Tim Cahill's the guy. I got. I got to get a card. I got to get one of his cards for sure. I, I keep spreading it like um, was it World, World Cup 2014? Go watch his goal. The the first first uh, goal in the tournament. Definitely write that down. Watch that. I, I want to hear your thoughts because that that was. I don't know how he didn't win goal of the tournament that one, but that was that was incredible. Definitely check that out. Aussie bias, you know, just like the American bias. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> true, true, true. So, give us your give us your predictions of this uh, this group stage and ultimate winner. All right, let's look at this uh, bracket real quick. Okay, so originally I said Belgium this to win the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think no, I think experience goes <laughs> a long way. I think experience goes a long way. Um, man, this is tough. Yeah, I'm gonna stick stick through my Belgium pick uh, to win for finals. I think it'll be Belgium. Uh, it's so boring. Belgium, England. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I I know that's a tough group, but because they have to play so, in Portugal, then they're gonna have to play against Italy and Austria. So and then a, Fran a France, France, uh, or, right? a France or a Croatian or a Spain. That's <laughs> no that is no big. I mean, if they if they make it all the way to the final and then lose to England, that's the ah, that's tough. That <laughs> yeah, imagine lose to England of, of all. You beat you beat you beat um what's the name? You beat Portugal, knock out Ronaldo. Beat Italy, knock out arguably tournament's favorite right now. You beat France, knock out Mbappe, and then lose to Sancho and Saka off the bench. Like that is just crazy. 
if they come on, yeah. I don't know. Like England, England are a very interesting, interesting side. I feel like they've got an opportunity to to build during this tournament. You know, like they, they've they've got the opportunity to have a few games and then finalize that with the final. Like I, I didn't think that they were going to be um, big contenders, but now that I've seen this this bracket, it's I'm kind of pulling them up a little bit. I, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like they they can grind out results a, a little bit. A little bit more, and I feel like we haven't seen them at full strength. We definitely haven't seen Kane at full strength. Um, yeah, well, well, I was a bit down on them before, but they're rising in my book. All slowly. that matters is that lineup. I'll tell you right now, before that game, hundred percent. If they don't play Grealish, and if they don't play, you know, I would ride the sucker hype. We're riding the hobby. They put him in the game. Well, Saka's been the, good, man. Saka's, yeah. that, Saka was a great, great uh, match for him. You know, I love that he could turn and actually carry the ball through some thirds. You know, yeah. that's like that's what matters. So I, I love the back passes from. I would keep him in. Good. I, I would keep him in. I would, I would keep uh, Grealish in. Foden's going to come in that team. He has to, um, and then give Kane another, uh, another shot. It worked well. It worked decent. Um, uh, Kane will turn up. Kane will turn up. He, he's too good not to turn up. He can't be bad for four games in a row. That's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, it shouldn't happen, but man, at this point, it's just like, yeah, he's can't, can't do something. Holland? No, I, I, go ahead. No, no, you go on, because I was going to change I, the Holland. Okay, I, I was going to say, someone <laughs> said uh, Italy versus Netherlands. Yeah, the, 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 two teams, the two teams that didn't make the World Cup in 2000 and, uh, what was it? 2018. Yeah. yeah. I, but, I mean, Netherlands, I just feel like their group wasn't as strong as, like, people think. They had the weakest group. They had <laughs> like, the weakest group. I mean, have you seen how they hey. attack, man? They just overloaded, like, everything. And they're just like, you know, we don't believe that you can hit us on the counter. <laughs> there were people saying that Turkey was going to win the thing, and, and they were in the group, and we put three past them. It, it's, you know, you, you play who's in front of you. Like, Stop England it. played Scotland, they couldn't do it. So, what? <laughs> Hey, Scotland, yeah. Scotland had the most hype. I, I'll tell you, Scotland had a, a decent amount of hype. I remember that. Like, the announcers yeah. tell. Come on, guys. Give, give nah. us a bit of one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, though, man. I, and what about yeah. what about France? What about France? Like, we haven't been talking about them. Talk about Mbappe, the, the, the serial flopper, apparently, from the last game. <laughs> what are the thoughts? Hey, he... <laughs> He was in his way, you know. But uh, no. <laughs> I think I think everybody talks about France, so I'm just trying to be that different guy today, you know. Like, yeah. Like, you know, everyone wants to talk about France. Um, everyone. Just, everybody. Just the problem. Man, France just plays so conservative as well. It's just like, oh my god, can you guys just? Frustrate. Pogba's been great though. Pogba has been very good. Like that Facts. has been that has been very interesting to watch. Like, I think he's the reason why he got he. They have two goals, right? Because they. They, yeah, he assisted for Benzema. I'm not sure if he assisted for that penalty. He got that penalty. But he, he, almost scored, he almost scored an amazing goal. Oh, like the, yes. That yes. was amazing. That save was really, really good. Um, yes. Kept Portugal in the, the Euro. That's a big save. 100%. So, yeah. France, to me, they need to turn it up a gear. They're, they're good, but they're in, like, cruise control. Like, they're, yeah, they're they so didn't good. seem bothered. Yeah, they, they just they're didn't so seem good. bothered. The one thing I do like from from the 
the French manager. I, I forgot his name, but Deschamps. When, yeah, Deschamps. When when Dembele came on, played like ten minutes, and he just like, no, nah, you're off. Get him off. And I don't hurt. know if it was. A, I don't know if it was an injury. I don't he's know. Up, he's out for months. He's out for months. For real? Yeah, I think he's out for the rest of the tournament. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! I, I he's thought out for months, time, dude. Yeah, I, I thought first this whole I time he was. He was just like, oh, he's playing shit. They're good. Yeah, he's that ball directions. Oh my god, he's out. Oh, well, shout out Dembele. He love you, Dembele. Oh shit! <laughs> Surgical treatment. Oh, my god. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. Ah, it's terrible. Before no. we um, before we wrap it up, and, and really appreciate your time, man. It's it's been awesome. Um, can you give us um, you know, some players that have have low key impressed you in this tournament, and and maybe some predictions of like player of the tournament, and and even if you want to go as far as say like. You know, top goal scorer. Go for, go goal scorer. Oh man, I still think Lukaku is going to be top goal scorer. I'm just, I'm just riding this whole time. Belgium, Belgium wagon. Um, some players that really impressed me. I really, I really was impressed with Dan's guard. I, I didn't think he was going to be that great. I'm, I'm sure if people watch the serial, they probably could say, "Oh, I've seen this all all along." Um, Speaking man, of, I found this in just like a singles pile um, from. The city our box that we ripped. So I told you to look for him, man. Yeah, yeah. silver as well. Like I'm happy with that. Yeah, awesome. and, I, and I like Barella too, man. Um, I know I kind of called him, but like just watching him play, I just feel like he has like that impact. And maybe not this tournament, but just long term, I just feel like I don't know. You guys probably have a better idea, but like ever since just been watching him, I just I'm very impressed with how he is. I just love how young he is, but how much he demands the ball. You know, like just mm. when he does get the ball, I love his attitude. He's just like he wants the ball. Yeah, yeah. Detain Stephen Gerrard, they call him. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. You know, oh, yeah, I can see it. But yeah, other than that, man, um, that that's pretty much where I'm at with this this whole entire thing. I I just hope uh, Belgium kind of does their thing. If not, Portugal could do their thing. If not, France could do their thing. <laughs> investment, investment wise, investment wise. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good three. It's a good three to invest in. F, has your sentiment changed? Is there anyone that uh, that you'd pick? Calvin, I think still Calvin Phillips is going to, again, in that in that Germany game, I think he's got a, a big chance of, of turning it up and even another gear. I really like Calvin Phillips. Um, I, 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 I tipped Portugal, and I think that was probably a pretty... I don't know. I'm on the fence. I, I wish I could take it back and pick another team, but Italy look phenomenal right now. I think Italy could get it done. I really do. I think Italy will get it done. They're, they're too consistent. They celebrate everything. They celebrate, you know, saving a goal. They celebrate a good tackle. And that's what you want to see from your team. That's why I love watching. And my girlfriend's from Italy, so I guess I got that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So I want to go buy an Italian jersey, so that, that'll make it official. How are you, Daniel? I want to know your predictions. Um, my prediction from the start was was always Italy. Um, <laughs> mainly, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, um, I guess there was a little bit of bias there, but I just felt like there was a lot of sentiment very similar to the way that uh, it was in the lead-up to the 2006 World Cup when, when we won it. Um, I just felt like a few things were happening, and I felt like, this team on paper is not is not the best team. 
no doubt about it, right? You, you say France every day of the week. You would even say on paper probably England. But I just feel like the way that they play together as a team, I feel like Mancini is a big, big part of it. Um, he's a brilliant, brilliant coach. And, and you mentioned before about Chiesa. I would, I'm a Juventus fan. I've got a lot of his rated rookie optics. I would love for him to play. But um, they've got, um, what's his name, Berardi on the right. Berardi, side. yeah. Berardi has been good. He, he's been really good. Like, you can't say that, that you would take him off. But he, he plays a role in that team that allows everyone else to do their job. Like, you obviously understand American sports and, and NFL where if one player does something wrong, everything else falls apart. And it's very similar with this Italian side. Like, his role is, yes, to get forward, but he also drops back and that allows the, the left back, Spinazzola, to go all the way forward. It all, it all really meshes up well. Um, I'm a bit worried that, you know, they'd have to get through you know, some, some really, really good teams to make the final. They probably have to come up against France. They'll have to come up with either Portugal or Belgium. So um, whether we can get past both of them, you know, in a row is, is, is going to be difficult. Um, but I'm writing to it to them. It's a bad boys for life. That's what that is. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to play, like, after Austria, it's going to be, like, two finals, three finals. Yeah. Like, three, you have to play That's three funny. finals in a row. <laughs> So I understand you, you've got to face these teams to, to win it, like, sooner or later. And that's why, you know, we're more saying, oh, do you finish second so you can get an easier run and all that? You just, you just got to play the best that you play and then and then come up because you've got to beat them eventually anyway. Um, but in saying that, like, you know, it's going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But those are some brilliant teams. We'll see. Yeah, anyway, yeah. man. Thank you so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate your time. It's, it's been awesome. Um, hopefully we can have you on in the future. Keep doing what you're doing. It's, uh, I think it's awesome. I, I always use it as a reference point. Like, uh, I'll go back to what I said at the very start in terms of, you know, historical stickers and, and cards for players. I always say, I, I thought, think about a code and I'll look at your page and, and I'll go back <laughs> and find it. So, um, yeah, that's yeah, no, it's been really good. It's been really good. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. All right, take awesome. care. See you later. Peace.